Rise and shout. We're two hours away from the kickoff of BYU football. Inside 10, 5, he's going in. Touchdown, Gunner Romney from 45 yards out. This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And by Kingarf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. To get you ready for today's action, let's join the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Oh, Cougar fans, it is here. Good evening. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union tonight, the ninth-ranked and undefeated BYU Cougars are on the famous Blue Smurf turf facing the 21st-ranked Boise State Broncos. My name is Jason Shepard. I'm in our BYU radio studios in Provo, Utah. Joining me from Albertson Stadium in Boise, former BYU quarterback and our radio analyst. His name is Riley Nelson. And Riley, after weeks and weeks of trying very unsuccessfully, I might add, not to look ahead to this game. We are finally here, and the implications for both teams, but specifically the Cougars, are enormous. Yeah, they are. I got to admit, this is the first time like COVID's really the first game against Navy. It was kind of weird rolling up to an, an empty stadium and and stuff. But like, it, it almost brought back like UMass when they were so bad <laughs> last. You know, being back east and all that stuff. But this is the first time when like there's so much excitement for the game. But then I show up to the stadium and it's a ghost town. There's no smell of barbecue in the air. No fried foods. There's no band playing. There's None of that going on, and so it's a little bit of an eerie feeling, but boy, the intensity, it, despite lack of people around, the intensity still here is palpable, even just walking around the press box before the teams have even arrived at the stadium. Yeah, and there will be some fans, they're expecting about a 1,000 uh, between the band and students and family of the Broncos players, but uh, by and large, it's it's going to be another game where they're not going to have a lot of noise, but I guess a 1,000 people in a 37,000, you know, it's about half of what Lavelle Edwards Stadium is, so 1,000 people still going to make some noise, but uh, this, uh, this is a big game regardless whether it has fans or not. The implications for BYU are huge, so before the Cougars face the Broncos, let's get to the things that you need to know. <laughs> Biggest game since 1984, question mark? Look, BYU's BYU's New Year's Six bowl hopes rest solely on the outcome of tonight's game. BYU has not been in a game with this much on the line since the 1984 Holiday Bowl, and obviously they would go on to win the national championship. The Cougars move up two spots to number nine in both the AP and the coaches poll, so it is the highest AP ranking for BYU since 2009. They are a top 10 team. They have a Heisman candidate in Zach Wilson and they have an opportunity on national television and that's not necessarily new Riley for BYU. BYU is always on national television with their contract with ESPN. Now tonight the game is going to be on FS1 but this is an opportunity for anybody that said oh well they haven't played anybody. Now you're taking on a top 25 team in a place that you have never beaten Boise State ever. You are 0-5. This is a massive game for BYU and everything. They are favored Boise State may have a couple players down. Everything is there for BYU to really take advantage of this situation tonight. 
Yeah, and this BYU team should come in here confident. Like, they're favored for a reason. One, partly because they have been playing so well. The schedule that they've been given, they've absolutely taken care of business as far as point differential, their tops in the country. We don't need to rehash all those stats that all of our listeners out there know. But the other reason why they should be confident is they beat this team last year. And people may say, yeah, but Boise didn't have Bachmeyer. Well, BYU didn't have Wilson either. And, of course, we know how capable Baylor Romney was. He came out. That was his coming out party for sure. But they beat this team. Both teams are returning. There's going to be so many familiar names. We're going to have Greg and I, I think you're going to have some deja vu uh, throughout some of our calls because so, so, so many of the names are familiar. But bottom line is Boise does not lose up here often. So it is going to be a dogfight and a – uh, a, a big time task for this BYU team, but man, I'm feeling good. If the team's feeling as good as I am, <laughs> then things should work out well tonight. That's what I like to hear. Now the Broncos, they are undefeated like BYU. However, they've only played two games. They beat Utah State and they beat Air Force, so they are two and zero. They are hosting the highest ranked opponent ever at home. They have never had a team ranked this high on the blue turf in Boise. And as we mentioned. BYU 0-5 on the blue turf against Boise. Obviously, they won in the Idaho Potato Bowl, uh, but that was not against the Broncos. A couple of question marks for Boise State. At quarterback, is it going to be Hank Bachmeyer? He did not play last week. Nobody's saying exactly why. There's a lot of speculation as to why. Jack Sears, the former USC Trojan who transferred in, has looked really, really good in place of Bachmeyer last week at Air Force. So question as to who the quarterback will be also defensive end Dimitri Washington that is their best defensive player he is on the defensive line he is out he got hurt at Air Force so he is done for the rest of the year and former Mountain West Conference freshman of the year and 1,000 yard rusher George Halani left the Air Force game with an injury now earlier today and then it was tweeted out by the same beat writer for Boise State, he said that from what he's hearing, it does not look like Holani will play. Now, that is not official word from anybody, but what he's saying is from what he's hearing, it doesn't sound like it, so we'll have to wait. But that could be some significant talent, Riley, not on the field for Boise State. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that uh, this Boise State team likes to one of their hallmarks and the reason for their success up here in the blue turf is their physical play and their ability to establish the run i do think that after holani there's quite there's quite a drop off in running back so that's something that's big and then obviously the their best defensive player and defensive end and washington being out uh impairs their ability to get after zach wilson which i think is another key so far seven teams have been unsuccessful in being able to do that over the length of four quarters and that's been a recipe for success for Boise uh, up here in the past. I, I personally can attest to that having uh, taken, you know, I think uh, three or four sacks back <laughs> when we played up here in 2012 and uh, that, that hurt a little bit more than others. That blue turf, man, I swear there's something in it. But no, um, but for me, honestly, I, the thing that worries me the most or that I think is the biggest liability for BYU is not actually any of those guys that are potentially out. It's the big playability from these wide receivers. BYU has not faced a receiving core as deep or as talented or with the big playability that uh, Boise State has. And I think whether it's Bachmeyer or Sears, they both have the ability to get the ball down the field, yep. uh, at least showed that in the first two games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, injuries and all. Both teams playing on a shorter week than normal. They've played on short weeks, but it's been even shorter. Uh, Cougars and Broncos each lost a practice day due to Tuesday's presidential election, which now is an off day in college sports. And then you add the fact that due to no activities on Sunday, BYU had one less day of practice than even Boise had 
I'm really curious to see how both teams handled the limited practice time heading into this game. Yeah, one of the things that gives me confidence is that BYU has played five more games, so I hope that five more games equals one less day of practice. I I think this BYU has had more opportunities to develop an identity, to get reps, get meaningful reps at their plays. When I say meaningful, I'm not talking about like camp, inner squad, fall camp type stuff. Rather implementing game plans working on you know that that kind of stuff so not too worried about that with BYU and then the other thing is we've talked about the maturity of this team and uh, the experience whether it's on the offensive line or where it's Zach Wilson uh, coming up on his 25th start and all these other things so doesn't worry me too much and I'm hoping it means a little bit of extra rest and some fresher legs for BYU coming up next we'll get to know the phone we'll talk with the voice of the Broncos his name is Bob Beeler this is Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Getting you ready for number 9 BYU and number 21 Boise State. Oh, it is a big one, and we have been looking forward to this one for a very long time. Welcome back in to Cougar Pre-Game Live. It's live. It's time to get to know the foe. Happy to be joined by Broncos play-by-play man. His name is Bob Beeler. Bob, thanks for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Glad to be with you. Should be a great one tonight. Uh, both teams undefeated and uh... I said this week, this might be the most important game played in the West this season. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to disagree with you. And there's some uh, some unknowns heading into this game in regards to the Boise State offense. So I want to start there. What do we know in terms of the quarterback and the running back positions for the Broncos? Is it going to be Hank Bachmeyer? Is it going to be Jack Sears? And what do you know about George Halani in terms of their availability tonight? Really nothing has been said all week. Uh, we saw Bachmeyer in the first game. He did not travel to Air Force. We saw Sears in the second game. Both of them played extremely well. But quite frankly, I don't think the offense changes much depending on either it's Bachmeyer or Sears. I think they're similar kind of players. I think maybe they each have certain plays that might be more their favorites, but I don't think you're going to see a drastically different offense no matter which quarterback is the one that's going to get the call. And then the the other one, because, you know, you do like to use two running backs in a game. You see how BYU has used two running backs effectively this year. You know, the question is, Helani left the game in the first half against Air Force. It looked like maybe somebody's helmet hit his knee. You know, they've been tight-lipped about it. Boise State will definitely be hurt if Helani doesn't play, and it's only Van Buren in the backfield. So that's one I think that if you're asking me which of the two positions I'm more concerned with, I'd be more concerned with the running back at this stage. Yeah, and Bob, to me, the difference in the – you could say this is a rematch because you look down and there's so many uh, returners for both Boise and BYU of last year, but, of course, Bachmeyer was out for that game, mm-hmm. and uh, to me that made a huge difference. The BYU uh, – sorry, the Boise offense looked significantly different from Provo last year, but that's what I want to ask you about. Has there been any – and uh, has there been any talk or any sense around this BYU program? I mean, they don't lose many games to begin with, but mm-hmm. they're you know facing a shot where they're an underdog in this game, which could mean you know back-to-back uh, seasons with losses to BYU. Is has that brought a special intensity to this week of practice and coming into the game tonight? 
Well, I think so. And from talking with some of the players, they felt that they, you know, didn't execute as well as they would have liked last year. They didn't feel they were as physical as they wanted to be last year. I mean, Boise State was sort of in the position that BYU is in right now. Boise State was, you know, one of the top group of five teams at that point, ranked 14th and 6-0. and This year, BYU, because of the seven games, 7-0, and ranked number nine, they're in a, in a catbird seat position that, you know, really right now as the season's developed, you know, and their season is probably, you know, almost 80% done. This one's a huge game. Not that it's not a big game for Boise State, but a huge game for BYU with not much left on, on the schedule as far as, you know, data points to, you know, if you want to get into the New Year's Six. But, you know, last year was Chase Cord's start, as you mentioned. Now Wilson didn't start for BYU, so we saw backups from both sides in that game. But since that game, 10 games for Boise State, since the BYU game, Boise State has started four different guys at quarterback. Cord, Jalen Henderson last year, Bachmeyer, of course, and now Jack Sears in the game against Air Force. So I think if Boise State, whoever they started quarterback, I think they're more confident coming into the game knowing that they can play well with different quarterbacks than I think they were last year when Boise State matched up with BYU and Provo. Talking with the voice of the Boise State Broncos, Bob Beeler here on Cougar Pregame Live. Let's focus on the defensive side for the Broncos. And in reading up on this matchup and going back, it seemed like coming into the year, both lines for the Broncos, there were some question marks. In the first two games, it seems like the offensive line has done a really nice job, even with some new players in those positions. The defensive side, though, the defensive line, maybe not too the level that that we're used to seeing. And now with the loss of stud defensive lineman Dimitri Washington, what does that mean for the Bronco defense? Well, they're not as as, uh, stout as far as in the depth chart. I mean, I thought Shane Irwin played really well. And I think some of it, when you're looking at what you say about the defensive line, Air Force had quite a few yards last week. But that type of offense is generally going to get quite a few yards. So it's a different type of team you're playing this week than you are last week. I'm not saying one's better or worse. I'm just saying when you play the option, it's a totally different game. But Irwin stepped up. He's a JC transfer from Long Beach City. He had eight tackles in that Air Force game. Scale Igehan, who was another returning starter, or God wasn't a returning starter, but played a lot. He was sort of the first guy in last year. He left both the Utah State game and the Air Force game and did not return in either game. Keegan Freeborn, a sophomore, took over for him, and he had nine tackles against Air Force. So I think they've got really good depth. I I thought they played extremely well against Utah State. I was actually impressed with what they were able to do against the Aggies. And, you know, for me, the question marks is much more of, you know, you like to rotate guys in at that position to keep them fresh. Washington is definitely out. And if the Gahan weren't to play, then you have, in my opinion, two of your better players that aren't in there in the defensive line against a mammoth offensive line for BYU. Whether it's Sears or Bachmeyer we see at quarterback, they're both going to have, I, I think, some pretty good options at receiver. Obviously, mm-hmm. Khalil Shakir has been the primary thoroughbred. You know, He's been the guy that's been feeding, leading the team in receptions and yards and touchdowns. He's actually tied for the touchdown lead. And this, I want to ask you about this, this guy, C.T. Thomas. Um, four catches, 122 yards. That's a 30 yards per catch average and two TDs. Uh, are they BYU, I don't believe they've been tested uh, with a receiving threat like C.T. Thomas, but only two catches catches per game or four catches over two games is there a concerted effort to get ct the ball or is he more going to be the change of pace guy and they're going to continue to feel feed khalil shakir 
Well, I think some of it's what you what you give up as far as is the other defense. For whatever reason, over the years, Air Force never covers C.T. Thomas. In uh, three games, he has four touchdowns. He has 101, 119, and 53 yards against Air Force and has a total of 10 catches in three games. So C.T. has Air Force's number. Uh, but I, I think C.T. is a guy that he has 32 games in a row with a catch. I think he's extremely solid. Octavius Evans had his best game of his career last year down in uh, Provo. He helped Boise State get back into the game with five catches all in the second half for 77 yards and a touchdown. You mentioned Shakir. The guy I keep waiting to explode for Boise State is Steph Cobbs, a six foot one, 184-pound sophomore who I, I think has got a lot of talent and just waiting for him to get a game where maybe he catches a 65-yarder for a score and this year, guys, the tight end has been much more of a part of the game plan. John Bates has had five catches in each game, and Riley Smith has sort of been a secondary option at tight end, and they've even tried him on some tight end reverses as well. Bob, last question before we let you go, and we appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. In watching what BYU has done this year, as you've gone your game prep and, and mm-hmm. understanding what BYU has been able to do to this point, certainly this will be the biggest task so far. What do you expect to be the Broncos' biggest strength tonight against what BYU wants to do, and what area concerns you most against the Cougars? Well, I'm going to go with the one that concerns me most because that's to me that's an easy answer is can they run the ball? And you look at what BYU has done less than 100 yards a game, just about three yards a carry, only two rushing touchdowns. I think you know if you're one-dimensional, you make it a lot easier for you know, some pretty good defenders for BYU to tee off against the pass. So my biggest concern is how well can Boise State run the ball tonight? I guess my biggest concern might be along the defensive line, especially with you know with no Dimitri Washington. You know, can they get enough pressure on Wilson? Because I don't think he's really been pressured this year. And the few times that he has, he's so athletic and nimble that he you know gets out and does kind of does what he wants. So I, I think that uh, for Boise State, they really need some you know, good pass rush up front, I think, is the thing that, that they're going to need tonight. Make it a little uncomfortable for Wilson. I think he's had seven games where he has had really not a lot of stress. Absolutely. Has, has not been touched a lot this entire season. Bob, great insight. No. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good call tonight. This one should be a great one. Oh, it should be. Thank you very much. That's Bob Beeler. He's the voice of the Boise State Broncos. My one-on-one with Gunnar Romney coming up just a little bit later on in Shep Talk. But next, it's Cougar Cuts. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. We're getting closer to kickoff at Albertson Stadium, site of tonight's big-time showdown. Two top 25 teams, BYU number 9, Boise State number 21, and it's time for Cougar Cuts as Riley Nelson rejoins me from Albertson Stadium. And Riley, as we've talked about, this matchup has been on the minds of Cougar fans, and let's be honest, Cougar media members since the Broncos were put back on the schedule and everyone knows what's on the line for BYU with a win and what could be taken away with a loss. I asked Troy Warner earlier this week if it's better to embrace the enormity of the game or as a player is it better to downplay it so you avoid being overhyped? 
this is a uh, you know another game on the schedule and and to try and get caught up in all the hype and 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 all that it, you know it, it could throw you off your game and so we we're just taking it as another game and uh, obviously Boise is a another rivalry team for us and it's always fun playing there the atmosphere you know it's it's, it's exciting this is an exciting time and and we're going to prepare the right way I know it's a short week but we're going to do what we can and do what we have to do to come prepared and 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 come ready for a dogfight. So, Riley, I asked that question to Gunnar Romney, and, and everybody will be able to hear that interview coming up in just a few minutes. I asked that exact same question to Gunnar Romney and got a completely different answer. I think Cougar fans are going to like what Gunnar Romney said about this game. How, how do you look at that? Do, do you embrace all of the quote-unquote pressure that's on BYU to win tonight, or do you try and deflect it so you don't become overwhelmed by it? Honestly, I you don't. A grant you embrace. I wouldn't say you embrace it. I'd say you acknowledge it. Like, and we're getting into semantics of grammar here. But like, <laughs> embracing to me, you you might run, uh, you might run the risk of making it bigger than it needs to be. But just acknowledging the fact that it's a big game and and moving forward with that because it do, it takes as much energy to like deflect, right? Bro, I love Coach Menahal, was so proud to have played for him and, and cherish all those experiences. Great leader, great influence on my life and all those things. But, like, maybe the only thing that I didn't necessarily agree with was all the time and effort we spent downplaying big games, like whether it was Utah or whether it was TCU or, you know, a big game against Boise or whatever, because it takes just as much energy to fake like it's not a big game as right. it does to just say, yeah, it's a big game and we're going to be ready for it. Can't wait to strap it up on Saturday, or in this case, Friday night. So that's how uh, – that's kind of the way I'd approach it especially for the games played in Boise they have been uh, extremely close all the games at Albertson Stadium have just come down to the very end and as we talked about BYU 0-5 all time on the Smurf turf center James Empey talked about why the games in Boise have been so close and competitive Boise's a great team and you know they play so well at home and that's kind of what they put their hat on is that they're they're tough and physical and they're gonna you know play really hard and and win a lot of games and so we'd like to think we're the same way where we want to play tough and hard and and make them put the money where their mouth is you know what I mean and so when you get two teams like that that just want to you know play hard and play each other and and go out and compete and let the best team win you know what I mean when you get two teams like that then I think you get some really epic games and some close finishes. It really is amazing how many times the games in Boise have come down to the final possession. It's it's really crazy when you think about it. Yeah, dude, I I can attest first person experience. <laughs> 2012. Uh, obviously, remember for the big goal line, yep. I got knocked out on an interception return. I, I was playing injured a little bit and and uh, was chasing down a guy and got blindsided, knocked me out of the game. Taysom comes in, we score, decide to go for two, and it gets we got J D. Falsif open in the back of the end zone and gets like the dude gets like a fingernail on the on the pass that causes it to sail over JD's head and you know so we, that one comes down to the wire obviously think about 2 years ago Zach Wilson right and yep. the the four I don't know how many plays it was in the red zone but I know inside the 10 there was four plays inside the 10 all with the chance to go couldn't capitalize it, it's just it just is what it is and in uh, QB read I'm going to talk about a few of the teams that have succeeded in beating a ranked Boise team up here on the Smurf turf and those were all extremely close matchups as well so I don't expect any different here tonight I would you know what if it comes down to the end and it's one possession and BYU wins look everybody's going to be completely excited I would also be excited if BYU decided to win by say three or four touchdowns how about that that would also be exciting 
Why why keep repeating ourselves? I mean, it's such a tired narrative to have a close, you know, victory yes. up here in yeah. Boise. Let's be the ones that have a, a substantial one. Well, while I we're, like it too. Yeah. While we're talking about the offense, this is our final Cougar cut. The BYU offense continuing to rack up the points. They're scoring 45 points per game. Ironically enough, Boise State also scoring 45 points per game, although in just two games uh, that they have played. The Cougars are going to need that type of offensive performance tonight, and Dax Milne says... Based on what they've done so far this year, they expect to score every time they take the field. I like to think of it that way. Um, I think it's it should be that way uh, when we take the field. I know for me and the other receivers and Zach, there's there's no doubt in our minds uh, every time we, we step on the field, start a drive, that we're going to march down and score. And I could probably say the same for the for the big guys in the trenches. Um, it's, a, it's a good confidence that we have. It's a, not cocky, but it's just we know what we can do. And, Riley, you see that. When they step out on the field, it's almost to the point where if they don't score, you're like, whoa, they didn't score. Like, it, that's the anomaly this year. This offense, when it takes the field, the confidence level is there. They march down the field and they score. Yeah, I think that confidence has to work both ways. When he, he mentioned it's not a cockiness, and it's obviously not. It's only a cockiness if you don't deliver, and, uh, and BYU has definitely delivered. What I'm more worried about is not a lack of confidence, but rather um, letting it slip, right? Like, I think this Boise team is good, and uh, we've talked about how tough they are at home, and I think, similar to what we saw in the Houston game, we're going to see a lull like that. Now, obviously, they recovered extremely well and made adjustments at halftime and came out of, out of Houston. And we're absolutely blazing to finish that game off in the fourth quarter. I'd like to see it, because I don't, Look, I'm not so naive to think that there's not going to be a moment in this game where it's like, oh, man, caused by B- by Boise's defense, the quality of their defense, the quality of their coaches, the quality of their program that makes BYU, and you start thinking like, oh, man, are they a little bit off tonight? Do they not have it tonight? They are who – BYU has proven that they are good players, and they will – if as long as they stick to the game plan and don't panic, they're going to produce. And I'm, I'm really excited to see them face that adversity, make adjustments, and overcome it based on that confidence that Dax just talked about. Up next, I go one-on-one with wide receiver Gunnar Romney in Shep Talk. More Cougar pregame live presented by Mountain America Credit Union after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar pregame live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Number 9, BYU. Number 21, Boise State inching closer to kickoff from Boise, Idaho. Gunnar Romney came into this season with high hopes of being the go-to receiver that would help propel this offense to great things. He has certainly done his part in that. Gunnar second on the team in receiving yards with 515. He also has two touchdowns. He leads the team in yards per catch, averaging almost 20 yards per reception. He is a lethal deep threat for Zach Wilson and this offense. This is Shep Talk with Gunnar Romney. Everybody is so excited about this game. Fans, national media are talking about this. How excited are you guys to play this game against Boise State? Man, you could just feel it ever since the last game ended. The energy this week has just been different. It just feels, if I think everybody understands how big this game is for us. All throughout practice this week, everybody, everybody's been fired up to go. And even now, since, since we've gotten off, the, gotten off the plane up here in Boise, it just, it just feels, you can feel the energy in the air and people are ready to go. You know, and that actually brings up something that I've been really curious about because there's, there's two ways of thinking about big games like this, at least from a player's perspective. 
you either acknowledge the enormity of the game and everything that's at stake, or I guess you can kind of downplay it so you don't get overhyped. It sounds like you guys are acknowledged. I mean, obviously you talked about it. You guys realize how big of an opportunity this is for you. Yeah. You know, I think one thing about this, about this team this year is we have a pretty mature team. And so everybody kind of understands that it is a huge game and we don't, we don't have to put it aside and treat it like any other game. We, we can understand that it's, it's huge and still go, go about it the right way and not get too overhyped about it. So I think that's, that's a huge part of this is, you know, we understand that this, this is pretty much a make or break the most important game of our season so far. And so I think, it's, it's only added to the intensity and only added to the focus. Well, and you mentioned, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a different week and it's been a different week for a couple of different reasons. One of which you had an extremely short week. So how did you guys approach this week? I assume it's making the most of the practice time you had. Yeah. You know, normally Mondays when we come back, uh, they're, they're sort of recovery days, sort of chill days, but Monday was an all out one of the longest practices we've had all season. And, you know, Tuesday we, we had off because of the, the National Voter Day. Um, but it was still – we came together as players. We came together and watched film. We did walkthroughs. We, we did lifts just as players just because we understand that how important it was. And we, we were trying to take advantage of the time that we have. And then, you know, like you said, just when we had practices, people were practicing with intent and practicing uh, knowing that every, every rep counts. The numbers that the offense is putting up is just remarkable. And I know you guys came into this season with a lot of confidence. Have you even surprised yourself at how well this offense has moved really from the get-go? Um, you know, it's, it's not really a surprise to anyone within the program. I think a lot of people outside look at it as sort of a huge shocker that we're, we're doing so good. But we, we've known that it was going to be this way since, since this offense started coming, started coming together. Um, just all the work that everybody's put in and all the pieces that, that fit perfectly where they're supposed to be. It's, it's, been, it's been really fun to play in, and it's been really fun to watch, too. How much fun has it been for you personally to be a part of this? I mean, you're putting up some fantastic numbers, you and Dax, and obviously everything that, that Zach is doing, being a Heisman candidate this year. How exciting is this offense just to be a part of? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a receiver's dream to be able to go out there and, you know, be able to put, put up the type of numbers that we are on the outside. So it's, it's super fun playing in, you know. It's, uh, there's, there's been times in my career where, where you go and you run a route and even if you get open, you don't know if the ball's going to be there. But it's not like that this year. You know if, if you're open, the ball's going to be right on you in the perfect spot. And so it, it just it, it adds to, you know, you want to do every, everything right and you don't want to take one play off because you know that one play could be, could be another huge one just because we've been having so many explosive plays. I remember at the beginning of the year, you said something that has stayed with me since you said it. And you had mentioned that one of your goals this year, you really wanted to be a number one receiver on this team. And you didn't say that in, a, in an arrogant way or a boastful way. You were emphatic that it was a goal of yours that you wanted to be that good. That has stuck with me. And especially for you to come out and to play like that, why was that so important for you to, to make this type of impact? You know, it's, it's been a couple of years since BYU's passing game's really been the way that it is this year. And I think it's because there's been a couple of those super explosive plays that have been missing. And there's, there's, there hasn't been as many playmakers as there was in the past couple of years. And so I think that's one thing that we really needed. And there's been a bunch of people that have, that have stepped up this year to be able to make those explosive plays. It's, 
we we're averaging so many of those. We're one of the top teams in the country when it comes to explosive plays. It's that's that's one thing that BYU's offense is really needed. And so I wanted to be that guy and I wanted to fit in and do that. What do you make of the matchup specifically against the Bronco defense? Yeah, you know, Boise State, they have a great defense. They're always super well coached. They're always really disciplined, just hard nosed football. And so it's it's going to be fun. You know, we have an explosive offense. They have a really solid defense. So I'm excited to be able to go out there and, and you know, prove that we can we can move the ball on their defense and prove that we can, you know, put up the same numbers against against the defense that has been really solid in the past. All right, let's wrap things up with the final four. All right, here's your personality questions. If you could have a Zoom conversation with anyone, who would it be? That, that's that's a really good question. I, I like comedy a lot, so it probably have to be someone funny. Um, my mind is drifting towards like Will Ferrell. I think that'd be hilarious to just, you know, get him on Zoom and just talk with him for a while. Yeah, that would probably be a good one. It would probably last a really long time because he's he's a guy that once you get him going, he he doesn't stop with the joke. So I, that's a pretty good one. That's that's not bad at all. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty entertaining. Absolutely. I'd watch that. Uh, what is your cheat day snack, meal or dessert? Um, I'm not much of a sugar guy at all. I, don't, I rarely eat any sugar, but if I'm going to cheat, it's probably going to be like some Doritos or something, you know, like some Cool Ranch Doritos. Okay. I'm popping up in a bag, but other than that, not, not really much junk food. All right. Uh, what sport would you play if you didn't play football? Uh, probably basketball. I grew up playing basketball. My dad was a huge basketball player. Um, so that's, I, I still go play pickup in the off seasons. So it's, it's, it's super fun. So if I wasn't playing football, I think that's, that's one thing that I would, would try and pursue. All right. Last question. What makes the, uh, 2020 BYU football team special? Looking at it from an outside perspective, there's lots of different things, but being on the team, this is one of the closest teams I've ever been on. There's no, there's no clicks. Everybody in the locker room is friends with everybody. And it's a, it's all, it's a super, it's a super light atmosphere to be around. Like everybody's always joking around and having so much fun. And I think that's one thing. This is, this is the year that I probably had the most fun playing football because of that, because everybody is super just, just loves being here and just loves doing what we're doing. All right. For those listening to this interview right now, what you don't know is that Gunner and the team just barely landed in Boise. He's probably been at the hotel, maybe 20 minutes and he was willing to do this interview. So Gunner, you were the man. Thank you for doing that. And good luck against the Broncos. Of course. Anytime. Appreciate it. That was Gunnar Romney. Appreciate him uh, taking a few minutes at the hotel last night. Fantastic guy to talk to. And, man, what, uh, what a receiver and what an offensive weapon for Zach Wilson and the BYU Cougars. Coming up, it's our QB read with Riley. You're tuned into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Reward yourself with my style checking from Mountain America. Earn points towards travel, gift cards, events, and more. And get details at macu.com slash mystyle. Membership is required based on eligibility. It's time for our weekly QB read with Riley. Riley, you dog. (laughs) You dog indeed, my friend. It is our weekly QB read with Riley, and I'm going to be honest with you, Riley. I enjoyed last week's Halloween puns so much, I almost suggested we turn this segment into a pun segment. (laughs) Now, we're not going to do that, but I really enjoyed that last week. No, that exhausted me. (laughs) Creativity is not my strongest point. I'm much more one for data analysis, which is what I'm bringing here tonight. I bring it. 
All right. So, I, look, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it, right? But in football, really, a, every season is its own microcosm, especially college, because you got the eligibility rule and you're the roster turnover and coaching changes and all of these things. So you got to take it all with a grain of salt. So I'm giving that disclaimer before I head into my analysis. But I went back and dug through the Boise archives all the way back to 2000 and uh, was just looking like, all right, what does the, what's the blueprint for beating the Broncos up here at home? So in 20 years, there have been eight losses. So already we're off to a, a pretty incredible start there. But uh, I really wanted to, like, all right, what's the best con- comparison for tonight? Because there was a few losses in there. Like, there was one year that they – actually lost three games here they struggled with injury you know they were just decimated with injuries and it was a year that Boise went uh eight and four and three of those losses happened to be so I kind of threw those out which leaves me with so the criteria for these games was all right a ranked Boise team losing at home what that what does that bring our sample size down to and it brings it down to three games 2018 to Fresno in the Mountain West Championship game 2012 to San Diego State, um, at which uh, – I'll go back on the scores and things like that. And then 2011 to TCU, okay? So uh, let's start with the oldest and work our way forward. The TCU game was 36-35, to and uh, TCU went for two. They scored with 35 seconds left, and they went for two to win it. So they scored to make it 35-34, went for two, converted on the two-point conversion, and uh, got out of here uh, 36-35. to 2012, San Diego State. San Diego State had two non-offensive touchdowns. They had a fumble return for a touchdown. So they scored 21 points, 21 to 19. They scored 21 points. Seven of it was on a 100-yard kickoff return. The other one was a uh, 48-yard fumble return for a touchdown. So two non-offensive touchdowns. I thought that was something that was interesting there. And then 2018 Mountain West uh, Championship game against Fresno State ended, regulation ended 13 to 13. So a December cold I remember watching that game, cold, windy, like miserable, you know, slugfest that ended 13-13. to Boise in the first overtime uh, had the ball first, kicked a field goal. Fresno was able to get in the end zone. Something that was interesting I thought about that game was Boise actually had a 200-yard rusher in that game, but uh, – but Fresno did such a good job of limiting the big plays. So common threads, all right? What were some what were some things like first of all, you think like, all right, it's a tough game. You got to win the turnover battle. Well, in those three losses, the turnovers were actually 5 to 5. So Boise turned it over five times, but they got five back. It was it was 2-1 and 2. Uh, now the difference in that was that uh, road opponents here, up here in Albertson Stadium actually were able to capitalize on those turnovers. I mentioned the fumble return uh, for a touchdown San Diego State in 2012. They the opponents actually had more points off those turnovers than Boise did, which is something that I know Kalani has stressed a lot. Yeah. That when the offense does turn it over, keep them out of the end zone, and when the defense turns it over, really make sure you capitalize, make them pay, uh, converting on a on a touchdown there. So turnovers uh, were even kind of a moot point except for the effectiveness of the of those turnovers um as i already mentioned uh, oh and then to me special teams right that kind of forgotten that third component of the game that a lot of people forget about the biggest thing there obviously that 2000 going back to that 2012 that kickoff return was big time here was here was a little tidbit that uh 
I, I picked up in these three games. Boise's field goal kicking was two for six across these three games. So they, they struggled where, where the opponents in field goals were actually five for five field goals. So um, that is, the kicking game, obviously, hopefully Jake and Rico come in, you know, tonight. I don't know much about Boise's kickers that we haven't, we don't have a big sample size. I don't know how deadly those guys are, but they uh, did not come through for them in these historical losses. But just to recap, you had an overtime loss. You had a go for two with 35 seconds, uh, absolute shootout, and then you had a San Diego State team that uh, was able to capitalize, that was able to score two non-offensive touchdowns to come away with the win. So, really unusual circumstances, all coming down to the wire, all nail biters. Now, all this said, Shep, can I be honest with you about what I'm feeling for tonight? Please, let's uh, let's talk this out. I think we break the mold. I really do. I went back. And I watched, so I've watched this week, I watched both of Boise's games so far against Utah State and Air Force, and then I went back and watched the matchup last year. And, like, look, you got to respect Boise, right? Respect yes. all, but fear none. But my objective evaluation based on talent, based on performance, based on scheme, based on depth, I think BYU is the better team. And I think, and I'm not, I'm not going to give you my full on prediction because I'm a little bit superstitious. I'm not. I, I, Look, I, would I don't say, disagree with you. BYU's the better team in this matchup. I don't yeah. think there's a question in that. And, and I'm not, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Credit Michael Scott. Nice. Um, but I, I think we break the mold tonight, and I, I don't think it's going to be a nail biter. I won't say how much I think BYU wins by because I don't want to jinx them. Okay. But I, I think that uh, BYU takes care of business. I like it. I like the way you're bringing it up. Makes me feel makes me feel good about this matchup tonight. Man, this is going to be a fun one. Seriously, we've been talking about this since it was put back on the schedule. We are finally here. We are we we are like what an hour and fifteen minutes or so away from kickoff. I cannot wait for this game. It's gonna be a good one. And how about on the other side we talk with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We will visit with a voice. It's coming up next as Cougar Pregame Live presented by Mountain America Credit Union continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Jason Shepard and Riley Nelson for more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You know how big this one is. Number nine, BYU. Number 21, Boise State from Albertson Stadium. Welcome back in. Joining us now, the voice of the BYU Cougars. He is the one and only Greg Rubel. Good evening, Greg Rubel. Hello, Jason Shepard from the Blue Turf in Boise. But it's the first time BYU's ever played on this exact Blue Turf. Yeah, it's been updated, right? Yeah, since the Potato Bowl in 2018, they changed the carpet. Uh, in fact, next year, the following year, 2019, is when they uh, when they brought in the new blue. And uh, Boise State's yet to lose on this new fake grass. So uh, Cougars have a chance to really break it in tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, there's always a first for everything, right? And it yeah. uh, could come tonight. We will see. Uh, I would say that the biggest unknown for tonight in terms of health status uh, would be free safety Zane Anderson. Is there an update ahead of kickoff on Zane specifically? Yeah, Kalani told us uh, in our pregame conversation not to expect Zane tonight. Just too quick a turnaround for his... Uh as, as tough as that injury was just uh, six nights ago. So uh, don't expect to see, see Zane Anderson tonight. Uh, uh, Jared Capisi's played well 
uh, in his uh, in his place during uh, different games this year. Uh, Kavika Fonua is expected back, and he's a guy that's very versatile and can find himself playing either uh, in the secondary or at linebacker, uh, a nickel hybrid role. So uh, you lose one, you get one, and, and that's good news for BYU relative to Kavika. Same thing with Keenan Peely. Uh, Keenan's played well this year, and he's missed the last couple games. So uh, with Keenan Peely being back, Kavika Fonua being back, Chris Wilcox uh, also expected to play tonight. It's, it's a net positive, although you really do miss Zane Anderson. You still miss uh, Tyler Batty. Greg, offensive, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, I'm assuming James Empty's ankle held up. He's a go. Any yep. surprise scratches for tonight's game on the offense? No, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if the O-line again looks like it did to start last week, and that was when Tristan Hodge got back in the starting five. So uh, Christensen, Barrington, MP, Hodge, and Herring left to right with the only vacillation between Hodge and Freeland. Uh, Freeland can play. Uh, at the right tackle with Herring bumping inside to where Tristan is. But uh, with Tristan starting, then Chandon bumped outside. So uh, there's a real depth developing there. Uh, Harris Lachance has gotten reps. Joe Tukawafu's gotten starts. Uh, Connor Pays played in games. Uh, and so right now you're looking at, you know, almost eight, nine deep right now on the O-line, which is uh, excellent news for BYU. And I, I think it's interesting, too, as it relates to Boise State, in that Boise State doesn't play a lot of guys on the D-line. BYU can play a lot of guys on both the O-line and the D-line. Uh, and, and when Dimitri Washington left the game last week at Air Force, his uh, replacement did not leave the field. So there was not a lot of rotation going on. Didn't appear to be a lot of depth at D-line when Washington and Scaly Gahan were both out of the game. Now, Gahan did warm up tonight and may play tonight. But uh, Boise got pretty banged up in the first two weeks of the season. And uh, the quarterback situation's not officially been resolved, but I've seen Jack Sears warm up, Jason, but not Hank Bachmeyer to this point. Obviously a lot, Greg, has been made of what a win tonight could mean for BYU moving towards the end of the season. BYU's biggest key for success tonight, in your opinion, is what? What what do you think this really is going to come down to? Well, I, I think if Zach Wilson reverts to have the kind of efficiency games he was having before last week, the Cougars are going to be in fine shape. If that number can be north of 150 again, I think BYU is going to have a great chance to win this game. And, and the rush defense for Boise State has proven susceptible through two games. Now, there's a big asterisk there. Uh, Utah State ran for only like a buck 20, whereas Air Force ran for 415. But even though you won the game, if your rush defense gives up 415 yards, you've proven a little bit susceptible uh, in that phase of the game. And BYU's been a really good run team this year, and with two healthy backs that can really bang at you, they're in better shape than Boise right now, because Andrew Van Buren, if Holani doesn't go, uh, he's the only scholarship back they've got. And so BYU's in a better spot there right now with with Algier, Katoa, and even Sione Finau if you need him. Uh, You know, they're, they're better prepared right now at that position than is Boise State. And again, Boise just got run on last week. Now, again, they won the game, so what do they care? But I think there's some stuff there because 415 is a pretty big number, even against an option team. Greg, what maybe gives you the most uh, nervousness about this B- or sorry about this Boise offense? Or what would you, if you had your wish, what would you take away because it scares you the most for this Boise offense or defense? Uh, special teams plays. Um, I want to add that to it because Avery Williams is a, is, is a difference maker there. Boise was able to score 49 points on only 49 snaps at Air Force in part because they're scoring on things like 88-yard kickoff returns. Um, and uh, so, if, you know, I, I, you don't want to outpossess them because even Air Force at plus 15 minutes lost by 19 points. Uh, it's not going to be about that. It's, uh, it's explosive plays. Uh, Boise's doubled up. 
the opponent's explosive plays through two games. So I would say take away the special teams plays and the explosive offensive plays. And BYU, which has proven excellent in chunk plays and, and offensive plays itself, uh, should be in good in, in good shape that way tonight. Do you expect what we would consider trick plays? Because it seems like uh, against Boise, there's there's been some. And I'm talking about on both sides with both teams. Yeah, it seems like both teams do it. Uh, you know, Jeff Grimes has what he calls his specials, yep. right? And, yep. and and one or two times a game, we're going to see one of those. And and uh, and some work better than others. Last year, uh, both a flea flicker and, uh, you know, kind of the fake bobble on fourth down. Both worked against Boise State, but we've seen Boise enough times to know that uh, we're going to see a number of specials coming right back at BYU. Uh, they, they do run Wildcat. They've actually favored a new play this year. Um, it's a jet sweep with the tight end. Uh, they, they run they, they run tight end fly sweeps, and they've run it for, for good effect, as a matter of fact. So something you don't normally see from most teams, but Boise's been doing it, and uh, effectively. Greg, great stuff as always. Riley, we will let you loose as well. We will hear both of you coming up in uh, just a little bit. Appreciate the time as always, and, uh, and we'll hear you come up in about a half an hour. Thanks a lot, Chef. There we go. That is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson. You'll hear both of them coming up in just a little bit. We will take a very quick 10-second break on the other side. We will get the view from the sideline with our sideline reporter, Mitchell Jurgens. Cougar pregame live back right after this. It is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, and it continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. The ninth-ranked BYU Cougars getting ready to face the 21st-ranked Boise State Broncos from Albertson Stadium. And joining me from Boise, joined by former BYU wide receiver who had quite a game against these Broncos. Now, not these specific Broncos, but against the team. He's also will be on the sideline tonight on the radio broadcast. His name is Mitchell Jurgens. What's up, Starman? How you doing? I'm doing good. Lo- love to hear the Starman here at Boise. Absolutely. You're a legend <laughs> when it comes to facing the Broncos. So, look, everyone knows what's on the line for BYU tonight. As a former player, explain to me how you handle a game like tonight from a mental standpoint? Yeah, great question. So uh, number one thing comes down to preparation, right? Um, coming into a game like this, and, and, and this doesn't, you know, um, I guess speak down to not as significant games because every game you've got to come prepared. If you're not prepared, you're, you're going to see that on the field. Um, but especially games like this, you really need to be dialed in. Um, when I talk about this, especially with a short week, um, we obviously less they didn't have as many practices. Everyone knows about that um, due to the election, and then also a short week. Um, film study and knowing the script comes comes into play huge uh, for this game. Um, and when I say to know the script, so so back when I played, you you have a ton of offensive plays. There's a lot in the playbook. It's it's a massive playbook, but for each game. Based on you know what you're seeing defensively uh, from from Boise State, the coaches will put together a small script um, or, or, or uh, modified script of plays that will most likely be run. And so for these players in big games like this, you know I, I took extra time to just make sure that I knew what I was doing for each of those plays in every single situation. So when it was called, I didn't have to think; I could just react and play. Um, and then uh, honestly, the last thing, just trust that preparation. 
drown out the noise, be confident, and and just play. Have fun, right? The biggest thing that I see as a um, a downside for these players in these big games is they know it's a big game and they act like it. Yeah. Um, when you act like this is a big, you know, when you when you act like it's a big game, you, you, you're tight, you're not as loose, and things just don't go as well. So forget about it. You know, fall to the level of your preparation you've put in the work, and then just go out there and have fun, and hopefully that results in a win. Both teams are undefeated, BYU 7-0, and Boise State just 2-0. and What advantage does BYU have, if any, having played seven games versus Boise's two? Yeah, I think there's a slight advantage, not much. Um, you know, the, obviously the more game reps uh, you have, and then opponents you face, um, the less surprised you'll be in in different situa- game situations because you've been there, right? Um, so Boise, you know, for example, they haven't had to make a fourth quarter comeback, but BYU has, and so if that comes down to that, you know, where Cougs have to go down and, and win the game in the fourth quarter, they know what they, they've been there, they know what it's like, and they know what it takes to come out victorious in a game like that. Um, and so the, just the more experiences they've had, the more games they've played, the more schemes that they've um, prepared against, it's it's going to only help them. Um, but, I mean, you talk about the advantage. There's, there's not much of an advantage when you come here and play on the blue turf right. based on, you know, history playing here. Um, any team comes in here, this is one of the most, if not the most, difficult stadium to play at um, for a number of reasons. Boise State, they're a great team, and they are always a great team. They're dynamic. They can score fast. They have one of the most um, you know, fast and explosive offenses in the country, and and we're going to see that. You know, No matter who you play, um, no matter how many games, just 2-0, oh, I mean, we saw it in their first two games that they put up points and they can score. So, um, yes, I think it's a small advantage, uh, but not too much when you look at kind of the overall situation. Um, it's going to be one of those classic BYU-Boise State games that could come down to the wire. Talking with Mitchell Jurgens from Albertson Stadium. And, you know, Mitch, w- with what I've seen all season from the Cougar offense, and I don't care who the opponent is, I assume that this BYU offense mm-hmm. is going to be able to score. I-, I-, I think they are that good. In my opinion, how the defense plays tonight is going to determine the outcome. How does the BYU defense stack up to the Broncos' veteran skill position players on offense? You know, we're going to find out. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. Um, in, in my opinion, this is where Boise State thrives year after year. Um, stretching the field and, and using the athleticism of these skill players to test opponents, um, this is a huge thing. Uh, we just heard from Greg also that you know Zane Anderson most likely won't be available in this game. Yep. Um, this is going to be a big factor, right? Um, big opportunities, first off, for um, Jerry Capisi and Hayden Livingston to step up and make some big plays. But, I mean, Zane, has he's made an impact. Um, two guys with not as much experience at that safety position, they will be tested. Um, in addition to the entire secondary, um, that, I mean, that's just what we see from this Boise State offense. They stretch the field. They throw deep balls. They score fast. And that secondary is going to be tested. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I hope to be pleasantly surprised based on how they perform. We saw them go, you know, man coverage and, and play really well against Houston. And so when you look at an athletic offense or athletic skill players, we know they can do it um, because they've done it before. They've shown it. But this is a new uh, new opponent, new, new athletes that you're facing, and um, it, it'll be a true test for sure. You know, when I look at the BYU defense, they've been really good against the run. And in all likelihood, I don't think there's been anything definitive. I think we're all expecting George Halani to not play tonight. 
-hmm. And that's based off of seeing a lot of stuff from some of the Boise beat writers. They're not anticipating that. So, you know, you have Van Buren. Your depth, if you're Boise State on offense, your depth at running back is an issue tonight. And I think if BYU can find a way to make sure that the running game does not get going and that everything falls on the shoulders of, and I think it's going to be Sears. And, and honestly, either one I think is more than capable of, yep. of causing problems. But I think if, if you can put it all on the quarterback, I think that goes a long way tonight for the BYU defense. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, any time you can put pressure on one player for an, an entire four quarters, it's going to wear on him. It's hard. You've got to have that balanced attack. Uh, we talk about that week, week after week, right? The, the reason why BYU, from an offensive perspective, has been so successful is because they have been so balanced. Yep. Tyler and Lopini on, in the run game have been so great, um, and that has helped Zach put up these insane numbers that we're seeing. Um, you know, furthering his Heisman campaign. And um, and so you've got to have both. So, yes, if BYU, I mean, that front seven is going to play a huge role in tonight's game. If they can shut down that run game and put so much pressure on the pass, um, the BYU secondary, they should be licking their chops. They should be just amped for this game, knowing that they've got every opportunity to shine, every opportunity to come up with a huge turnover to flip the momentum. Um, but I uh, completely agree with you, Jason. So there's been we've talked a couple of different matchup battles. It, it, what's the matchup that you think will determine success for BYU tonight? Is it stopping the run? I mean, where, where do you fall on that? <laughs> So uh, this is going to be a kind of a broad answer here, but okay. I'm going to say Zach Wilson against the entire 11 defense. Um, this is, I mean, this is Zach Wilson's game, his, his, his defining moment here in this season to prove just how good he's been and everything coming into this game. And this is all Boise State has heard about, right? Just how good Zach is. And they're going to be keying on him heavily. Um, from, I, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to bring a lot of pressure. Um, they're going to be, I mean, just every aspect of the game, it's stop Zach Wilson, you stop the BYU Cougars. Now, we know that there's a ton of weapons, and that philosophy shouldn't work because of how much, you know, BYU can spread the ball around. They can um, get creative, and we've seen um, Grimes and Roderick get creative on the offensive side to, to open up lanes and open up certain situations from the offense um, to, to make you pay. And so, um, but I think that's going to be the huge matchup to watch. You know, just how good can Zach be in tonight's game? Um, I expect uh, I expect Zach to be dialed in. I mean, he's ready. He wants this. He knows that this game is is so important more than anybody else. You know, all of us fans we talk about it, but Zach knows it. He's the type that's a he's a gamer. He's going to come prepared, and just so excited to see what he does tonight. Okay, so what was that movie called? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. You're going with Zach Wilson <laughs> versus the World. I like it. I am. All yep. right. Mitch, great stuff. We will hear you uh, on the sidelines tonight. I guess you're going to have to deal with about 1,000 Boise State fans, not too many, uh, but at least there will be some sort of uh, crowd atmosphere. Thanks for the insight, as always, and we'll hear you with Greg and Riley coming up. Hey, thanks, Jason. There we go. That is our sideline reporter, former BYU receiver Mitchell Jurgens. On the other side, we will hear from Boise State head coach Brian Harson. That's next on Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Number nine, BYU. Number 21, Boise State. We are inching closer to kickoff from Albertson Stadium. 
Earlier this week, Broncos head coach Brian Harson talked with the media regarding a variety of topics surrounding this matchup. Harson first discussed his thoughts on the Cougars. New challenge this week, BYU. Kalani does a great job. We've got a lot of respect for him and for BYU. This is a rivalry game. This is one that the way the schedule is set up, we play him for the next 100 years. We're prepared for that. They've got a really good team. They've played more games than we played, so there's there's some experience there. They've got a chance to go through things that uh, just playing games provide for you. We got a lot of ground to make up, but across the board, you know, I don't really see any weak links on their defense. I don't see that on their offense. Zach Wilson, their quarterback, is obviously playing very well, and that shows. His receivers are making plays. Their O line is is doing a good job for him and protecting him in the run game. Their tailback is very good. Both of them, you know, on the defensive side, they're long. They they move and get to the football uh, and I think they tackle well and then special teams you know they've always done things on special teams that are challenging because it's been talked about so much I would be surprised if somebody wasn't aware that Zach Wilson originally committed to Boise State but then decommitted to come to BYU but coach Harson talked about Zach and his evolution as a quarterback Well, I think he's really elevated his game. When he came here and we got a chance to spend time with him at our camp, uh, I was able to work with him personally. He was an unknown at the time, but he's got a really good, you know, he's got a chip on his shoulder when he came here and and he did work hard and he performed well at our camp. I thought he threw the ball well then. And he's just, you know, naturally some guys can just spin it, right? You just see that, that they've got that ability that they can, they've always been able to throw. And I think he's athletic. Uh, I think after his injury, you know, I know the stories of his training and the the time that he's put in, which I think in order to be successful at anything, you've got to put in the work. And it sounds like that he's he's done that in his off season. And I think it's shown he's his footwork, his mechanics uh, throws the ball. Well, uh, he's obviously got athletic ability to escape and evade rushers, move the pocket, hurt you with his legs running. And he's shown a lot of accuracy. With a victory tonight, BYU would have won two in a row over the Broncos. You will remember last season the Broncos came into Provo. That was a game in which Baylor Romney got the start at quarterback. In fact, neither starting quarterback, uh, Zach Wilson or Hank Bachmeyer, played in that game. Now, we don't know if Bachmeyer will play tonight as of yet. We certainly know Zach Wilson will. But Coach Harson was asked where this BYU team is different from the ones he's faced in the past. Overall, through these games that we've seen, I think they've just been executing well. I think there's consistency with their team at this point. Obviously, guys are out there making plays. So, you know, that's the fun part. You get to go against a a really good group of players that are playing well. You know, I think in the two games we played, we've seen some flashes of some really good things. So here's our opportunity now to to improve this week in practice and and be better than we were the last two games. We obviously and rightfully so, focus a lot on the BYU offense and everything that they've accomplished so far this year. Well, the Bronco offense, like BYU, is also scoring 45 points per game. Now, the difference is BYU's done it through seven, and Boise has done it through two. Coach Harson discussed why he thinks his offense has been able to be so productive so quickly. Well, I think a little bit of you know some of the skilled players that we have, those guys, I believe they're also making plays. I think they're doing a good job of preparing themselves. I would say I think our preparation uh, and some of the maturity of some of those positions has been good. 
as far as just their practice habits. I think the O-line, you know, we obviously know the O-line is still, there's still big challenges ahead of us, but I think our O-line has played better and they did from game one to game two. And, and our quarterbacks, you know, with Hank and Jack, both those guys, you know, we're trying to, trying to play well and be efficient and, and do the things that we need to do at that position to play well. And I think those guys have both done that. To me, I, if, if I could kind of put, put it back to something, I think it goes back to our preparation. It goes back to our offensive staff, I think, is doing a good job of kind of putting guys in the right positions and then coaching up what it is we're trying to accomplish. So hopefully that consistency will continue. I, you know, we, can, we can execute and be consistent. I hope those two things can continue to keep showing up because we're going to need it. Coach Harson, in that comment, had referenced the offensive line. And if you were tuning in earlier in Cougar Pregame Live when we had their play-by-play man on Bob Beeler, we were talking to him about going into this season, both lines for the Broncos, uh, there were a lot of question marks. And on the offensive side, there were several new starters. And I think there's been a bit of a surprise, and obviously a pleasant surprise, that all of those new faces through the first two games have played as well as they have. Now, obviously... This will be the biggest test for that Bronco offensive line. Week one, you take on Utah State. Utah State has proven that they are struggling mightily so far this year. And then Air Force, Boise is going to have a significantly uh, larger uh, advantage in terms of size from the offensive line to the defense of Air Force. So this will be the first real big test for that revamped offensive line against a BYU defensive front that has proven to be very formidable this season. That's one of the matchups, personally, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, regardless of who the quarterback is. But I think that that's going to play into whether or not Boise State is able to run the ball. Uh, and and whoever starts at quarterback, if BYU can put some pressure on them, which obviously we've seen, and it, it's not just BYU, it's it's any defense. If you're able to put pressure on the off, uh, the opposing uh, quarterback, it, it's going to change the dynamic. But we've seen that with BYU in games where they haven't been able to get to the opposing quarterback. You know that that quarterback has been able to find some guys and make some plays. When BYU has really unloaded on that offensive line and put pressure on the quarterback, it has been a really long night for opposing quarterbacks against this BYU defense. That is certainly what they are hoping to do tonight, whether it's Hank Bachmeyer or Jack Sears, the transfer from USC. All right, when we come back, there actually is another top 25 game going on right now. Not a lot of other action tonight, but we'll go over the schedule of games going on right now as we await for kickoff from Albertson Stadium between BYU and Boise State. Back to wrap up Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America Credit Union, right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Jason Shepard. Before we get to our college football scoreboard, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Only two games tonight featuring teams in the top 25. Obviously, BYU and Boise State set to kick off at 745 Mountain Time. Uh, The other one, number 11, Miami at NC State. They are two minutes left in the first half, so uh, nearing halftime. And the Wolfpack with a three-point lead over Miami. It is 24-21, NC State again 
with two minutes to go in the first half. Miami does have the ball. It is fourth and 10 at the NC State 42. Now, this game not in the top 25, but it is just underway. We will certainly be keeping an eye on this one because it features a future BYU opponent. That would be San Diego State, who, like Boise State, is also 2-0 in the Mountain West Conference. They are hosting San Jose State. 13:48 to go in the first half, excuse me, in the first quarter, and they are scoreless in San Diego. All right, coming up next is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel and Kalani Satake. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar pregame live was brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Cougar Pregame Live is also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. And by Ken Garf, Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. This is BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to preview today's matchup with head coach Kalani Sataki. It's the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Let's rejoin Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar football fans. Welcome inside Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho, for another edition of Friday Night Lights. As tonight, the ninth-ranked BYU Cougars visit 21st-ranked Boise State with high-profile postseason possibilities on the line for both teams. These regional rivals meeting as top 25 foes for the first time ever. It's the game of the year for BYU, and it's arguably the biggest game in many years as the Cougars look to do something they've never done, beat the Broncos on their home turf, the blue turf. I'm Greg Rubel, and I'll have your play-by-play call tonight. Joined by the former BYU signal caller, the slinging, scrambling southpaw, Riley Nelson. And uh, Riley, tonight's the night we've been looking forward to, really, for much of the season. With every game BYU's put in the win column, this game's just gotten more and more meaningful. And it's uh, one of the handful of uh, most important games BYU's ever played, really, since uh, winning a national championship back in 1984. The stakes on the line include... Of course, a top 10 ranking, an undefeated season possibility, New Year's Six Bowl consideration, and even potentially a mention in the college football playoff conversation. There's also Heisman Trophy talk. And then when you add in the fact that BYU's suffered nothing but heartbreak here in Boise, uh, these games, well, they, they don't get much bigger than the one we have here tonight. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the biggest, as a member of the program and sitting here as an alumni, the biggest, uh, the reason why it's the biggest for me is that we're 0-5 up in Boise. BYU's 0-5. Like, let's break that streak and all the other stuff. You focus on that, which is kind of just baseline competitivism, wanting to uh, get the best of one of your regional rivals on their home turf, which you haven't been able to do, and then the rest of it will take care of itself. I'm With all the cancellations that happened this week, including Utah getting canceled and all that, I'm just glad first of all we're here and second of all i'm happy for these players who put in so much work they've showed such a great season they get a chance against a quality opponent to be validated in many of uh the pundits eyes their own fans eyes and then the national attention i mean at this point now we're 45 minutes to kick and they just got to take care of business Boise State among the teams playing in leagues, which got a late start to the 2020 season. This game was the result of a concession 
by the Mountain West Conference, uh, which permitted BYU and then San Diego State, uh, rather, uh, to play each other. Uh, one non-conference game, both BYU and San Diego State and BYU and Boise State. Those were the two games outside of that league that they were allowed to play in this shortened season. And the BYU game was added to both Boise State and San Diego State schedules, thanks to the MWC. Well, the Broncos had uh, no fans for their season-opening win over Utah State. They will have some fans in the stands for tonight's game. It won't be the raucous near sellout we're accustomed to when we come to this venue, but uh, we will hear a, a little bit of crowd noise, a little bit of college football atmosphere as these two teams play one of the games of the year in college football. After this break, the pregame words of BYU head coach Kalani Sitake as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. More BYU football pregame coverage is coming up next live from Boise, Idaho on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues. Once again, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are live at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho, where tonight BYU looks to go 8-0 for the first time since 2001. It's number 9, BYU, at number 21, Boise State. 11th all-time meeting between these two teams and the 8th on a day other than Saturday. It's their fifth Friday night get-together, Boise 3-1 in the preceding four Friday night affairs. BYU fans, this reminder now that when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With a BYU win tonight, pizza will be 50% off at papajohns.com using the online promo code BYU50 tomorrow only. This offer good at any Utah location. Of course, one of the storylines coming into tonight, beyond the nationally relevant ones, is the fact that uh, BYU's yet to beat Boise on the blue turf. The Cougs 0-5 here all time. But of the five games, four have been down to the wire, including three one-point losses and a five-point setback. BYU head coach Kalani Sitake has been involved in two of those uh, nail-biters here. They're the kinds of games in which BYU's not been involved this season, though. BYU's winning all their games handily. So I asked the coach about the setup, though, for this one. Uh, having his guys ready for what's expected to be a full 60-minute slugfest between two of the biggest college football names in the West and two teams with big-time postseason possibilities in play. Yeah, I think the timing for us is perfect. And looking at uh, you know our season so far, I've been really pleased with the whole team and, and the energy, the players, the coaches, uh, the camaraderie that we're seeing and, and the connection. I think we're playing really good football right now, and I look forward to us doing it tonight. What has impressed you most to get to seven and zero? I think just the, the veteran group and the leadership. You know, we've been, we we bought into a lot of young guys playing, and uh, some of that was forced through injuries. But I think us being able to capitalize on it, and it's nice to have more than just uh, the upperclassmen as leaders. Uh, you have a lot of young guys. I think about the linebackers that are sophomores that are playing significant reps and and that were freshman all American last year, and and now they're just not sophomores. They're actually leaders on the team and. It's just really helpful when you have a bunch of guys that can lead, and it's not just limited to just the uh, seniors on the team. So a uh, really good group with the, with the team, and just not a lot of ego, uh, guys that really believe in each other. And you can sense it when, when, when we're making plays. It's not about the guys on the field. The guys off the field are the ones that are keeping the energy and the excitement going as well. How do you feel about the number of guys you're going to have available to you tonight at key positions? feel really good. I mean, we, we have uh, Keenan Peely back on defense, and, and uh, we'll have – uh, I think we'll be close to full strength. Um, not sure if Zane Anderson is going to be able to play, but but the rest of the group we feel really good about, and 
and uh, we've been really good with our testing so uh, that's going to allow us to have more guys this week than we had last week on, on all three phases. Boise State off to a 2-0 start, looking like a typical Boise State team, you could say, offensively at least. Yeah, really good team, and, and I mean, everyone knows about them. They know the consistency that they have there. Uh, coach Harson, Brian Harson's a great coach, and he knows how to set up a program. He's had some great mentors, and this place is known for what they're able to, able to do consistently as a team, and that's uh, make a lot of plays and put their, you know, they replace guys. They have a, a good uh, flow going on guys that are out compared to um, replacing them, not a lot of drop-off. And uh, we have to find ways to create havoc and create some uh, disruption to that, uh, whether it's our old, our offense, our defense, or special teams. We have to find ways to knock them off of their game plan because their game plan has been pretty sound um, until uh, hopefully tonight. So we'll see what we can do. Do you expect to see one quarterback over the other for Boise? They haven't talked a lot about it. You know, it's interesting that the the quarterback, even though they may have some unique skills, you look at last year, they have guys that can run the ball a little bit better and guys that can throw. And uh, it doesn't really change the, a lot of what they do except for the fact that that guy's probably a little heavier to pull the ball in the run game than, and then and, and will put his head down and, and, and attack it a little bit more. But I, I think we have to be ready for all of it, you know. And then reg- regardless of whether it's, it's Sears or Bachmeyer or Finnegan or any of those guys that, that are cord, they have a lot of guys that can play, and then we have to be ready and just be mindful of where Shakir is on the field. And um, they have really dangerous offense, and, and this is going to be a really cool test for our defense. And a dangerous special teams. Uh, BYU has been an excellent kickoff return defense team all year, but Avery Williams is one of the best in the game right now. And is this one of those nights where if, if Jake can put touchbacks on every kick, you take that? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's, there's, there's 11 guys that cover, including the kicker. And so um, Avery is is a dangerous weapon. I mean, I think he has six returns for touchdowns between punt and kickoff, and that's 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 a great career, you know. So um, he he's got a lot of speed. He's a starting corner for them, mm-hmm. um, and, and he's got great vision on it. But it's 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 just not just him. It's the other ten guys that are blocking for him, and we have to find ways to find the the open seams and beat blocks to get to him. And uh, sometimes uh, minimizing his opportunities will help out. Uh, I think we've been we did a pretty good job of that last year. Hopefully, we can continue that tonight. But uh, it, it's always a, a it, it's a it's a funny game. But I feel really good about our personnel, and I feel really good about our talent being able to stop them. It's a great rivalry in part because so many of the games come right down to the very end. And BYU not, hasn't been on the the right end maybe enough times for its liking. But that said, for a series that looks seven three Boise, it doesn't feel like that necessarily. Yeah, there's always, uh, you know, people have reminded me a lot, even here in Boise, that we've never won here on the blue turf against Boise, and uh, there's always there's always room for, for the first time, you know, so uh, I don't think we're looking at the past as being something that can help or hurt. Hmm. All I know is we're dealing with tonight, our guys are ready to play, we're going to go out there and, and do our best, and we're going to live with the results because we know that we put our best on the field. BYU does have a win on the blue turf. It came in the bowl game, of course, back in 2018. And Zach Wilson, as good as he was then on that day, how different, how much better is he than, than he was uh, as a freshman at the end of that year? Yeah, when we look at that game even uh, two years ago when we were up here and lost, on, I think it was a final down. You know, Against Boise. Yeah, against yeah. Boise. And, and, and um, it's not just him. There's a lot of guys that are older and wiser and experienced. I mean, Lopini Katoa played in that game. There's a lot of guys that played in that game. That the, they're in a different mindset right now, and then that experience helps out, you know. So uh, I think you can see the difference that it's made from Zach from last year to this year. Imagine 
the improvement he's made from two years ago to now. So we're, we're hoping to put him in a position to have success and make some plays. Um, it's, it's not just the one guy, but if you look at the entire team, we've have, we have a lot of guys that were here that night in that game and how much they're, mm-hmm. how excited they are looking, for, looking forward to the playing tonight. That, that, that's the, uh, uh, I know a lot of the guys, I'm glad this game is on Friday because um, I don't know if they can wait till Saturday. They're so excited for this game, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have tons of respect for Boise, but we, we need to make sure that we get out there and, and play at our best and, and, and have some fun tonight. So finally, is that the is that the game day vibe you've got right now from your guys? Is just excitement? Let's go. Yeah, we had a, a good series of walkthroughs and this morning and meetings, and uh, these guys have been focused all all year long. I see no change in in their focus. Uh, I think they're just really really excited, and we we keep reminding them, hey, the game's not now. Let's just let's just you know hmm. let's time it up. It's not going to be there until until kickoff and. and I think we'll get we'll get these guys excited. I'd rather tell them to slow down than tell them to hurry up. And right now, it's a lot of hey, just ease up, ease up a little bit, and, and get the timing. So we we know what time the game is and when the kickoff is, and we know when it's going to be time to ramp it up and when it's time to get physical. We had some physical practice this week, and and uh, that's to prepare us for tonight. And so hopefully it carries over. Kalani, thank you again for the pregame conversation. Best of luck in this one, and we'll talk to you post game. Let's go. Have some fun. That is BYU head coach Kalani Sitake leading us into the Homie home field advantage brought to you by Homie who reminds you that there's no place like home playing in front of Cougar fans who have your back. Homie's got your back saving you sweet cash when buying or selling a home. Call it your Homie home field advantage. Tonight it's the Cougars trying to take away another team's home field advantage. Boise State on an eight game home win streak and is 28 and 1 in non-conference home games played since 2006. The one setback was courtesy of former BYU head coach Bronco Mendenhall and the Virginia Cavaliers in 2017. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And this is BYU football live from Albertson Stadium in Boise on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kickoff is just around the corner. You're tuned to the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show. The BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Kickoff Show is also brought to you by Bailey's Moving. We move with you every step of the way since 1952. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. And by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. Let's head live to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth. Alongside Riley Nelson, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho on a brisk Friday night in early November. Early in the week, uh, the forecast was for some pretty squirrely weather tonight, but that forecast pushed it back to the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, so I think we caught a break, but I think we have uh, the, first of all, the warm before the storm this afternoon and then the winds proceeding in the wild weather. It's been a breezy night here in Boise. Hopefully it's a, a November to remember for BYU, which takes a 7-0 record into tonight's meeting with uh, 2-0 Boise State. It's a de facto New Year's 6 elimination game. BYU playing for at-large consideration in the big bowls. Boise State hoping to be the best of the G5 candidates. Either way, tonight's game equally important for both teams. And 
Get a center stage position to kick off the weekend of the first true, really, true full weekend of college football with uh, all the FCS conferences finally in action. For the first time this season, everyone is playing football, at least most teams, but certainly all conferences. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. It is brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I am Greg Grubel once again with Riley Nelson here in the broadcast booth joining us high above field level, engineer Barry Squires at field level. It is former BYU wide receiver Mitchell Jurgens. Mitch reporting for us from the Zions Bank end zone. For banking that helps you game plan for life, Zions Bank is for you. Our team in the BYU radio studios featuring host Jason Shepard, engineer Sean Faith, coordinating producer Terry South, control board operator Cole Wissinger, and broadcast intern Bryce Larson. And you are listening live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143 and 89.1 FM HD2. Our Salt Lake City flagship is KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also heard on network affiliates in the West and globally on the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app for the home games, then the KSL app for all games, as well as on BYUradio.org and BYUcougars.com. We also invite you to listen to broadcast archives and highlights on the BYU Football Podcast and at BYUradio.org. Quick personnel note, uh, Riley, the uh, beat writer for Boise State here locally uh, tweeting out the official word from Boise State. He said, Hank Bachmeyer, starting quarterback for at least the season opening, starting quarterback, didn't play at Air Force. So Hank Bachmeyer, George Holani, starting running back, Tyrick LaBeouf, backup corner, Brock Miller, backup linebacker. Joel Velasquez, starting punter. Octavius Evans, starting wide receiver. They're all out tonight. Wow. Evans is big because that weakens the receiving core, which maybe made me most nervous, that big playability you talked about earlier in the show. Holani, obviously. Uh, Evans, uh, last year, went five grabs for 77 and a score at BYU. He has a touchdown catch this year. Yeah, and that was last week. So he was he was a player that's heating up. Holani has been their workhorse in the backfield, and uh, so that's going to fall on the shoulders of Van Buren, who has always been. This is his first time kind of being the first option at, at running back. And then let's not sleep on the punter field position. Close game, you know, close game like this, which I think a lot of people expect. Field position matters, and to put a guy in there who, you know, is not as consistent. So we could see a punter uh, taking his first. FBS kicks and a place kicker for Boise State making his first ever field goal attempt in an FBS game if it gets to that. Uh, it's a freshman kicker. He's good on the PATs, but he hasn't tried a, uh, a field goal yet this season. So special teams notes of notes already in this one. Well, uh, BYU's played seven games, as we know, so far this season. Won all seven, and the average margin of victory has been 31 points in only two games. Did starting quarterback Zach Wilson have to finish the game? Home to USA and at Houston. In every other game, the starters were on the bench early, and in some cases, the productivity and the efficiency suffered a bit as a result with the reserves in the game. But, Riley, unless something totally unexpected happens here tonight, it'll be a game for the starters to go all the way. And I'm excited about what that means for BYU. I'm eager to see Zach in the offense, Kyrus Tonga and the D go for full quarters with their collective foot on the gas and hopefully play their most complete game of the season yeah and ending in a multi-score victory like i hope the fact that they're playing all four quarters doesn't just mean that like it's a close back and forth look we'll t- you'll take a win coming out of boise any way you can get it but uh, i hope that it's just a game where they keep coming out of their corner round after round quarter after quarter they win all four quarters they do so in a dominating fashion and quite frankly greg like i'd love to see some style points put up here but yeah to, to ha- for these guys to have the opportunity to play all four quarters 
quarters is something that I know they're relishing and they're going to take full advantage of here tonight. That's Riley Nelson. More of the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show is coming up next after we tell you that this season, BYU football and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $250 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Our pregame look at BYU and Boise State rolls on from Albertson Stadium in Boise right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Kickoff Show continues. Let's head back to the Mo Betta's broadcast booth with Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 7-0 BYU. Cougars ranked ninth. 2-0 Boise State. The Broncos ranked 21st. First time BYU's ever played Boise State as a ranked team. So it's also, as a result, the first time that this game has featured two ranked teams. The winner tonight uh, taking a big step toward the New Year's Six. For both teams, it's the biggest game on the schedule, certainly to this point in the season. After tonight, uh, BYU has no more FBS games scheduled until five weeks from now. Magnifying the importance of the game BYU plays tonight because unless a game gets added to BYU's late season slate, this is the Cougs' last real chance to make a national impression before the regular season finale home to San Diego State. That's not till December 12th, and by then... Many teams will have won many big games. So, Riley, if and only if BYU wins tonight, should the Cougars try to squeeze in one more good game into the schedule on, say, November 28th to give BYU a chance to bolster strength of schedule and stay top of mind, if you will, as the college football season reaches its crescendo? Or could the Cougars stand pat and uh, put all their eggs in, in the San Diego State basket at the end of the season if BYU wins here tonight? Well, Greg, one of the realizations I have as you're leading into that question is, man, the San Diego State game isn't even guaranteed, right, with all the cancellation and things like that. So I think you need to play every opportunity you can, especially if BYU can post an 11-0 where they're going up against P5 opponents, who are most of whom are going to be playing at 7-8 games, somewhere around there. Those three extra games are going to look all the more impressive on the resume. And then, uh, of course, you don't want you don't want the space between your games to, re- to finish out the season to lead to people forgetting about you. So if they can pick up another game, and especially if it can be a nationally televised game with their ranking, eyeballs are going to be on them. So I am an advocate definitively for picking up another game if they can. Now, speculation over the importance of an added game will only again be relevant, I think, if BYU wins tonight's game. And the Cougars have never beaten Boise State here in Boise, as we've talked about. BYU's come close so many times, as we've talked about, but has never managed to seal the deal on the blue turf. We do note that BYU has tasted victory in this venue. The Cougars defeating Western Michigan in the 2018 Potato Bowl played on this field, although not exactly this field. The blue turf on which BYU played in 2018 was replaced the following season, and Boise State has yet to lose since the new surface was installed. Time now for tonight's Hyatt Place Comfort Zone feature. At Hyatt Place Provo, your safety and comfort will always be our highest priority. And right now, BYU is comfortable with not one, but two dynamic duos in the backfield and on the edges. At running back, Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa have combined to rush for 120 yards game and an additional 35 receiving yards per game, so a buck 50-plus from scrimmage for those two per game. They've scored a total of 14 touchdowns 
on the season at wide receiver. Dax Milne, Gunnar Romney, they've combined for 1,200-plus yards through the air and 70 more on the ground. They found the end zone eight combined times on the year. They really do take the top off the defense. Riley, the Cougars make you kind of pick your poison, and they can make you pay in a variety of ways. It's great to have balance. It's also great to have multiple players at a position group that can provide uh, production because that allows two things. You you can limit the hits that are taken by any one player. You know, that traditional model, the reason why we don't see it as much anymore, the traditional model of the running back that got 30 carries a game is because, boy, it really cut down the lifespan of that player. Same thing with a wide receiver. Anytime you got one guy that's too dominant, the defense shifts over. They double him. They take away opportunities to get him the ball. When you've got at running back and at wide receiver two viable options, it really puts the defense in a bind, not just just picking who they're going to cover, but also are they going to try and stop the pass or stop the rush all right that is riley nelson once again we've got more of the byu store cougar kickoff show coming up after this live from boise on the new skin byu sports network getting you geared up for game time this is the cougar kickoff show now back to riley nelson and the voice of the cougars greg rubel all right, to BYU and Boise State uh, coming up just uh, well right around the top of the hour. They actually set the official kick time for right at the top of the hour, a slide to uh, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. A small number of fans, the students, family members, band will be on hand to watch the uh, 21st-ranked Broncos host, 9th-ranked BYU. For a game of this magnitude, it'll be nice to at least uh, get a little bit of the college football vibe in our crowd mic tonight. We're also going to get a little bit of wind, I think, in our crowd mic tonight. Again, it's been a breezy evening, not terribly cold, uh, low 50s for most of the game tonight, but it uh, has been windy and could be swirly. And you think about the fact that uh, Boise State will be starting potentially a punter that hasn't yet played in a game and uh, you've got a place kicker in Boise State that hasn't yet attempted a field goal as a collegian. You combine that with Ryan Rico, who's been excellent for BYU punting, and Jay Goldroyd, of course, who's done so many great things and already a career that's uh, still kind of getting going. Well, we ended the preceding segment uh, talking about the bevy of offensive weapons that BYU has at its disposal, but I didn't talk about tight ends, and I didn't even mention the offensive line. And uh, Riley, both of those groups have been outstanding and uh, BYU wouldn't be, be the team it is right now without a very deep front five and a group of tight ends that has helped the Cougars manage the absence of Matt Bushman. And we should note, that group is down one tonight. Carter Wheat, who does have a touchdown catch, will not play tonight for BYU. So it'll be Hank Tuipolotu and Lane Lunt backing up Isaac Rex. And you could also see Mason Wake, Kyle Griffiths fill into that role as well. So no Carter Wheat tonight. But, man, the O-line and the tight ends, outstanding. And, and you think about the tight end group in particular, uh, you're most likely he's an All-American this year, Matt Bushman. You're going without that guy, and you're still managing to produce. So credit to Coach Clark and, and the tight ends for, for picking up where Matt left off and doing a great job. We've, If you listen to opponents talk about BYU, one of the first things they mention is their physical presence, how physical they play and how well they execute up front. So credit to those five offensive linemen that you talked about and then also those tight ends who have gotten in the mix. I mean, when Mason Wake, if he's not hurdling a guy, he's trying to blow a guy up. And then these tight ends have been really the unsung heroes of 
the run game because BYU's most successful run play has been the wide zone, which that tackle tight end combo block is extremely important to the success of that play, and that's been their most efficient run game. And then obviously, as you just mentioned, they've all gotten in the end zone. They've all made big plays down the field for Zach and contributed in the receiving or in the passing game as well. So not enough can be said about those guys up front and the work that they've done. And it's going to be it's, – it's never been more important than it will be here tonight to establish that physical presence on the field. And uh, after this, we'll, and we should note before we take this break, uh, Tristan Hodge did get back in the game as a starter last week, may indeed start again tonight. And that's the guy who began the season as your starting right guard. Uh, he, he just, again, bolsters your depth. And I, I don't know how, how, how deep Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos think they are right now, but it's not a stretch to think that you've got at least eight guys you can count on to be every snap type guys on the O-line, which is outstanding. Yeah, it's really unheard of depth, but it's been developed over the last two seasons. Kalani talked about that in your interview with him, is how this depth didn't just appear. It's been a long process, and it's become a culmination, really all leading up to this season and this game here tonight. And the luxury, obviously you never wish an injury, right? You wish you're all five guys, but let's say maybe a guy's having not the best night mentally. You can give him a breather for a series and have a coach kind of talk to him, let him clear his head, and, and be able to give a guy a spell or be able to do something like that to mix it up to keep the continuity there keep the productivity there being able to rotate on the offensive line all the way to eight deep when most teams are five maybe six is an extreme luxury all right after this we'll head down to field level here from mitchell jurgens as the byu store cougar kickoff show continues live from albertson's stadium in boise idaho on the new skin byu sports network This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Boise State straight ahead here at Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. Weather conditions again, 50 degrees is the forecast by the end of the game. It'll be low 50s throughout the contest tonight, and some wind also is predicted for the evening. We've seen some of it already this afternoon and evening. Some fans in the stands, they're spaced out in the grandstands, in uh, two-seat blocks. So you'll see two seats and then a wide gap and then two more seats and then a wide gap. And these are actual plastic seats affixed to the bleachers. So you're actually sitting in seats they've placed for you to occupy here at the stadium. And uh, the word was upwards of 1,000, 1,100 people might be in the stands uh, when everybody is in who can get in here tonight. And some pretty strict protocols were in place to get you in the building this evening. Cougars 7-0, Broncos 2-0. Uh, with a home win over Utah State and a road win at Air Force. We're talking about Boise State now. Boise has scored 42 and 49 points in the two games. All touchdowns, no field goals, and doing it with two different starting quarterbacks. Hank Bachmeyer got the win against the Aggies. He then sat out of the Air Force game, and USC transfer Jack Sears led Boise to the win at the Academy. We did not see Bachmeyer warm up. He was then pronounced out, so Jack Sears will get his second start in as many games for Boise State. Riley, credit to head coach Brian Harson of the Broncos and his team. Uh, the Broncos didn't miss a beat with the backup quarterback. Now, granted, he's got a pretty good pedigree. He's a USC transfer, but that said, they switched QBs and look just as good in Game 2 as in Game 1. Yeah, for as long as I can remember, Boise, this po- program has always preached 
team football, right? All three phases, next man up, all that normal cliche. But I think they these guys actually do. I think they embody it, and I think their success and record uh, in, speaks to that. Um, you mentioned Sears. He actually got a start at you. It's not just he doesn't cut, just come with the name. He actually got a start there, went 20 for 28, 235, two touchdowns, and a win against Arizona State two years ago. Let us pause, and we will have the uh, Boise State Marching Band play our national anthem. Which should be coming up. Yeah, sorry, folks. They uh, they have the American flag on the video boards, and I heard the band playing, and I thought we were in the national anthem, but. Is that from sea to this could be a, This could be a different rendition of America the Beautiful that they're yes. winding up right now. Let's see if they get right into our national anthem here. So bear with us, folks, as we uh, hear what the band has in store for us here in Boise. Interesting. And now, ladies Here we and gentlemen, go. please stand for the playing of the Star Spangled Banner under the direction of Professor Marcellus Brown, director of bands at Boise State University. Here is our national anthem. Now down to sideline reporter Mitchell Jurgens from the Zions Bank end zone for banking that helps you game plan for life. Zions Bank is for you. And, uh, Mitch, you were, of course, instrumental in the second of three all-time wins that BYU's earned against Boise State. That game back in 2015. The Cougars uh, might have had a few more big wins, but for some rough late-game luck over the years, uh, while the ledger reads seven games to three in the Broncos' favor, the series feels, Mitch, closer than that. It's been a great regional rivalry, and the fact both teams are ranked with so much on the line tonight makes that rivalry great and takes it up a notch, no doubt. Yeah, Greg, I still have a hard time believing that Boise State is up 7-3 in all-time matches because, I mean, you're exactly right. 
it seems much closer and evenly split than that. Um, this has become, honestly, one of my all-time favorite matchups as two non-Power 5 teams that have proven to the country that they have P5 talent face off in a game that always seems to come down to the last play or drive. And, and especially looking at this year, these, the scoring ability of these two offenses should have fans and viewers on the edge of their seats amped for this game tonight. Um, and, and to top it off, right, a combined 9-0 with the future of what the season will look like for each of these teams hanging on this matchup. Um, you know, which team gets a New Year's Six bid? Can BYU prove they're a college playoff team? Um, is BYU for real this season? I mean, there's so much to play for tonight, and I expect nothing less than a back-and-forth kind of roller coaster of a ride um, with, some, with some crazy highs, potential lows, uh, to see which team stays undefeated tonight. Thank you, Mitchell. Our uh, stats intern, one of our stats interns, Caleb Daly, letting me know that uh, in BYU's three wins against Boise State, the Cougars have averaged less than a giveaway per game. 0.67 turnovers per game. That is giveaways per game for BYU. In the games BYU's lost, the seven losses, BYU's turned it over an average of 2.3 times per game. Almost four times greater uh, in a loss than a win. So it's not the only thing, but it's a big thing for BYU is just the ball security component as that's been a deciding factor in previous games against Boise State. At least by the numbers, it looks to be that way. Coming up next, we'll have Riley Nelson's keys to the game, the coin toss, and then the opening kickoff. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Kickoff Show live from Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Kickoff Show. Let's get back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU and Boise State to coming up. It is time for the Ken Garf Keys to the Game now, brought to you by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen. Proud supporters of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Riley Nelson, what do you have for tonight's BYU Keys to the Game? Defensive key to the game is make Boise State earn it. Uh, Greg, you mentioned that they haven't even attempted a field goal thus far. Six touchdowns in the first game, second touch, or seven touchdowns in their second game. BYU's got to limit the number of big plays. Definitely, if they're going to score, you make them earn it by going 60 or 70 yards or even 80 if they can play field position well, get in the red zone and convert that way. Don't let them score from outside the 20. Offensive key to the game is start by establishing a physical presence. Come out, the famous Mike Tyson quote that nobody remembers him saying, but it's been largely attributed in social media. <laughs> everyone's got a plan. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a plan until you hit them in, until they get punched in the face. Come out, establish your physical presence, and hit Boise State in the mouth. Let them know they're going to be in for a long night, and then complement that with the big playability you've shown over the seven games to this point. And then special teams take advantage of your advantage. You just mentioned that Boise State has some specialists out, backup punter, kicker who's never attempted a field goal in a collegiate game. We've got Jay Goldroyd, who's set the record for most extra points and 50-plus yard field goals throughout his career and all these things. And then Ryan Rico, who's been absolutely fabulous this time. Make that make that special teams, that third uh, component of the game, really swing in BYU's advantage. Those are the keys to the game.